Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. What Jesus did by the shedding of his blood and his finished work on the cross is enough for every person for all time. It is the greatest one-off ever. Join me as I share from Watchman Nee's classic study on the normal Christian life over this range of episodes. How can we remain average if we have truly embraced our salvation? Take a listen, and I pray you will share these with everyone that you can and encourage them to take a listen to one off the reading and the sharing of Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life All right, here we are back together, continuing in chapter one of the normal Christian life. God's dual remedy, the blood and the cross. In the first eight chapters of Romans, two aspects of salvation are presented to us. Firstly, the forgiveness of our sins, and secondly, our deliverance from sin. But now, in keeping with this fact, we must notice a further difference. In the first part of Romans 1 to 8, we twice have reference to the blood of the Lord Jesus in chapter 3, 25, and in chapter 5, 9. In the second, a new idea is introduced in chapter 6, verse 6, where we are said to have been crucified with Christ. The argument of the first part gathers around that aspect of the work of the Lord Jesus, which is represented by the blood, shed for our justification through the remission of sins. This terminology is, however, not carried on into the second section, where the argument centers now in the aspect of His work represented by the cross. That is to say, by our union with Christ in His death, burial, and resurrection. This distinction is a valuable one. We shall see that the blood deals with what we have done, whereas the cross deals with what we are. The blood disposes of our sins, while the cross strikes at the root of our capacity for sin. The latter aspect will be the subject of our consideration in later chapters the problem of our sins. We begin then with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and its value to us in dealing with our sins and justifying us in the sight of God. This is set forth for us in the following passages. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Romans 5, 8 and 9, God commendeth his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, shall we be saved from the wrath of God through him. Romans 3, 24 through 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith by his blood to show his righteousness because of the passing over of the sins done aforetime in the forbearance of God. For the showing, I say, of his righteousness at this present season, that he might himself be just and the justifier of him that hath faith in Jesus." 
We shall have reason at a later stage in our study to look closely at the real nature of the fall and the way of recovery. At this point, we will just remind ourselves when then, that when sin came in, it found expression in an act of disobedience to God. Romans 5.19 Now, we must remember that whenever this occurs, the thing that immediately follows is guilt. Sin enters as disobedience to create, first of all, a separation between God and man, whereby man is put away from God. God can no longer have fellowship with him, for there is something now which hinders, and it is that which is known throughout Scripture as sin. Thus it is first of all God who says they are all under sin, Romans 3.9. Then, secondly, that sin in man, which henceforth constitutes a barrier to his fellowship with God, gives rise in him to a sense of guilt, of estrangement from God. Here it is man himself who, with the help of his awakened conscience, says, I have sinned, Luke 15.18. Nor is this all, for sin also provides Satan with his ground of accusation before God, while our sense of guilt gives him... Satan, his ground of accusation in our hearts, so that, thirdly, it is the accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12.10, who now says, you have sinned. To redeem us, therefore, and to bring us back to the purpose of God, the Lord Jesus had to do something about these three questions of sin and of guilt and of Satan's charge against us. Our sins had first to be dealt with, and this was affected by the precious blood of Christ. Our guilt has to be dealt with, and our guilty conscience set at rest by showing us the value of that blood. And finally, the attack of the enemy has to be met, and his accusations answered. In the scriptures, the blood of Christ is shown to operate effectually in these three ways, Godward, manward, and Satanward. There is thus an absolute need for us to appropriate these values of the blood if we are to go on. This is a first essential. We must have a basic knowledge of the fact of the death of the Lord Jesus as our substitute upon the cross and a clear apprehension of the efficacy of His blood for our sins. For without this, we cannot be said to have started upon our road. Let us look then at these three matters more closely. Oh, my friends, I can't wait until the next episode when I can share with you that the blood is primarily for God. My friends, did you hear what I just read? We must have a basic knowledge of the fact of the death of the Lord Jesus. And we must have a clear apprehension of the value, the perfection of His blood for our sins. Think on this today. Do not remain ignorant. Do not be unaware. Do not be in unbelief where you would resist receiving the perfect blood of Jesus shed to satisfy God, to deal with all of your sins, and to bring your conscience into the most confident state that it could possibly be in. So, my friends,
can't wait for the next episode. Think on these things. And maybe this would be a good time if you have a copy of The Normal Christian Life. Pull it out, my friends, and let it explode in a fresh way before you. If you've never read it, oh, my friends, get straight to a bookstore. Get on Amazon. Do what you need to do, but get The Normal Christian Life. It's time that we rise up and live normal and no longer average as who we are to the Father and to our generation. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.